Welcome to the Bible Department Podcast, your place for discovering the wisdom within the pages of the Bible. Each episode, we dive into three essential questions, and after some time, we're returning to the heart of our mission, exploring the core of the Bible's teaching. Join us in this enriching journey of faith and self-discovery. Check in with the Bible Department. What's up? Hey. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have a special guest with me, as always. Kristen's with me, but she does not want to be on camera. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my god! Because she's not camera ready. Yes. And so, we got to present her her as her best foot forward, rather than looking... Like I just cooked dinner for... A family of five. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So good for her for doing a family of five. Woo-woo! <laughs> All right. Cool. So I can hit the don't, sound pads. Don't. <laughs> but, but we're going to be in Genesis 6 tonight. And we did not stream or anything over uh, Christmas and New Year's because it was Christmas and New Year's. And so we didn't get anything. We didn't get to that part. So, but that's okay. Uh, but we are going to be doing uh, not a double tonight, but we're just going to briefly touch on, not touch on it, but just briefly say what next week's, well, Friday. Are you going to do Friday? Uh, yeah, I should be. I got you for two days in a week? We'll see. Two, ladies and <laughs> man, that's crazy if I get you for two times in one week. Yeah. This is like New Year's resolution? No. Stream more. But uh, yeah, so so we'll do Friday as well. So we'll just I'll, I'll just say what the verse is, which I, it's the next one in the series, which I don't know what it is. But tonight we're gonna do Genesis six nine through twenty two. So uh, and Kristen didn't want to do anything fun tonight, so we're just gonna go ahead and jump right into <laughs> <laughs> jump right into Genesis six nine through twenty two. And this is uh, the story of Noah, what the New Living Translation titles it, and. We're going to go ahead and get started. So it says, this this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. Noah was the father of three sons, Sham, Ham, and Japheth. Mm -hmm. Now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed all this corruption in the world, for everyone on earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them all out along with the earth, building a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Leave an 18-inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat and put the door on the side and build three decks inside the boat. Lower, middle, and upper. Look, I'm about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die, but I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives, and bring a pair of every kind of animal, a male and a female, into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of bird and every kind of animal and every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. 
and be sure to take on board enough food for your family and for all the animals. So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. And that is Genesis 6, verses 9 through 22. So when we look at our first question, when we're looking at just Genesis 6, 9 through 22, what does this say about God, about Jesus, about his plan? Um, I can't help but think about the movie. Uh, what was it? Noah Almighty? Evan Almighty? Evan Almighty. That was the one with our boy, Pharrell. Oh, that's right. He is in that one. Yeah. I keep I keep thinking that's uh, uh, another guy. The guy uh, from um, The Daily Show. I think there's two of them out there. Or I could be wrong. I don't no, know. No, I'm thinking of... Uh, Oliver Anthony. No, that's not it. Oliver. Whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, when you were reading it, I was seeing all of that come to life from the movie, which actually it's a pretty good movie. If you haven't seen it, it's got some solid points to it. But you actually combine two movies. You're thinking of Noah uh-huh. with Gladiator. No, then, no, 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 no. Yeah, because that was the other movie, right? Noah. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. Which I personally enjoyed Noah. No, I did not. Did I see that with you? No, that was a long time ago. Okay, I thought I saw that with you. Yeah, so anyway, I'm thinking of Evan, whatever it is. Evan Almighty. Yeah, but anyway, it was a good, it was a good representation of what it would have looked like for Noah to do these crazy things and have people mocking him and wondering why, you know, mm-hmm. and his faithfulness, but... To answer your question, like, what does this tell me about God? I think it tells me that God is, he's about his business. He's not afraid <laughs> to make it happen. Happen. He yeah. stands He stands figuratively ten toes down. Absolutely. Since God doesn't have feet. Yeah, because, like, I mean, he said it was going to be done. He know, He saw the corruption, and he's like, all right, um, I've had it. So, like, just from these verses, like, God is a uh, a God of action and um, and righteousness, even when it doesn't necessarily make sense to the reader. Yeah, that's what I what I see here. Yeah. But I also see His grace because He invites Noah and his family and the animals too. So, yeah, I see God is like specific in His plans, mm-hmm. like. Because he's like, you're going to build a boat, make it with this kind of wood, mm-hmm. and then make it 45, 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, 45 feet high. And so we actually we actually did this with our youth group at Concord like a long time ago. And I think I was I was either. No, I wasn't a volunteer. I think I was I think I was like a senior I was either a junior or a senior. Uh-huh. I think it would, it would probably have been a junior. But they got balloons and put string on them and then did it x feet high or cubits. And, oh really? As the like what King James whatever yeah. it says. And then, and we did it in that big field down by the cabins. Ooh. And so I mean you couldn't really see it because it's But you can see how big it is. But you could imagine like Yeah. It was and so it's it was massive. Yeah. Well, have you been to the Ark Encounter? No, you haven't taken it yet. Well, you said you didn't want to go. I don't want to go. <laughs> I've seen I've seen the movie. No, I don't need to. I've seen the movie. I have no money. Well, this go. is what I have to say about 
about it because I've been and it's fantastic. Um, you don't have to necessarily agree with like all the theology behind it to enjoy the arc. Um, but it's huge when you come around the bend and you see it there and it's made to scale as the Bible would have it. And it's just absolutely beautiful. And it just makes me you think, like you were saying, God is a specific God. And you have to ask yourself, like, why go for wood? Why these sizes? And, like, I can only imagine that it's because it was the most durable and flexible that it needed to be to withstand the storm. Yeah. So it's like if he gets if God can see in the future what it needs to be, he's going to give you the specifications of how to do it. Mm, that's good. And so like I wish I had you on camera, man. Why? I'd be posting these all over TikTok. You can post it on TikTok. Just on which is my face. <laughs> but anyway, so I just thought it was interesting when we went to the Ark Encounter because um what one of the things that they showed yeah. was the likelihood of how this boat worked and the fact that um the way that God planned it out the cubic feet and the doors and the all the things it created optimal buoyancy and it created flexibility to be able to withstand the crashes and i was just like man that is so cool very cool and if if i mean you can't see this because you don't have a screen but mm -hmm. and uh i'm doing pretty, there we go but that's the that's the ark encounter that's a, a picture from google so that for those of you looking online, if you have never heard of the Ark Encounter, don't know what we're talking about. That's what it yeah. looks like. So go visit. I highly recommend it. Like a lot of things um, like the cubit feet and all that is taken directly from the scripture. There is some leeway in how scholars have talked about how could this have possibly worked during the 40 days of 40 nights. So like they show different like feeding troughs and where they could have kept the animal waste and it's like it's just really kind of cool to see it like oh okay this could have practically worked right. in in like real world because like for us reading it it seems too fantastical yeah. and like one of the things i'm getting ahead of myself but one of the things that they talked about was the possibility that the two animals from every kind that got could have start taking like a animal what do you call it genus like a group you know how animals are are in groupings okay right and so like you have like a, a the marsupial group right okay and so like maybe they were saying like as far as space goes um maybe god had created where he brought the most important like genus geniuses from each family animal line and then from there, we got, you know, repopulated the rest of the type of animals. So like, evol like, like evolution sort of kind of? Well, yeah, because, like, the Bible allows for what we call microevolution. Micro yeah. So specifications between different animal genealogies that, right. um, and yeah, and so I just thought that was an interesting way to look at it. Bird's beak can shift over time because it changes. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So that was an interesting take. But I, I recommend looking at it. I would I would also think, and I'm not a scientist, so okay. don't quote me. Okay. <laughs> I would think if he brought animals, it would probably be like the baby of that animal, or at least the child. Like I don't think I don't know if 
they're bringing like full grown lions. Well, that's a good way to think about it. And I don't full grown elephants. Yeah, yeah. Like you need this. Like give me give a me, male and female baby elephant. Give me give me Fritz and Fiona if you're a Cincinnati person. Like, give me little baby hippos. Baby hippos. And that makes that also makes me wonder. We're getting off topic, but it makes me wonder about like the fish in the water. Mm-hmm. Like how like how did God kill them? Mm-hmm. Murder them, make them go away because they were evil. If they're fish, like they're already in the water, unless the waters rose so high. Uh, maybe that's it. The waters rose so high, those fish weren't used to it. The pressure crushed them and they died. Oh, poor fish. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> what do you really think about it? Like, like, well, I mean, it's not the tidy veggie tale story we think of when we, th- I mean, it was, it was a gruesome scene. And I think. Noah, the movie Noah with um, Russell Crowe Russell Crow showed a depiction of the agony more so than anything else. Like, yeah, because that scene with the screams where they're banging on the door, let us in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That was tough. And don't even get me started on the Nephilim. Oh, my gosh. That'll be another discussion. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. And also, also, like, I don't know. Like I, one of the questions that I think Christians will wrestle with, you know, is is how can a you know how can a good God, you know, want to send people to hell or or cause destruction and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so when you read verse twelve and it says God observed all this corruption in the world, for everyone on earth was corrupt, um, and God's like I've decided to destroy all living creatures. I've I'm just. I'm over them. Mm-hmm. They've ticked me off one too many times. So we're we're starting fresh with you, boy. Like that's that's like that's you you. I don't think. And this is for this is a message for Christians. So if you're if you get asked this question from a non-believer, I think it's okay to agree with them. That like to say like God wanted to destroy these people and you can say not like that it's like oh i don't like god but say like you know what that's that's a question i wrestle with that's one i'm like how could if if god is this loving god like how could like i wrestle with that yeah i think that's a i think that's valid and that's one of those questions that like you said in a stream a long time ago just like your theology is shaped by how many questions you're willing to leave unanswered and Absolutely. you can and be free, feel free to say, I just don't know. Yeah. And I think it goes back to the same thing, though, of heaven and hell. You can make the same argument. Right. And, you know, the honest truth of it is it just goes back to Job. And this is why we get ourselves in a hole when we try to do all the figuring and all the knowledge. Because God has given us a brain to think and acquire knowledge. But there's just certain things that are beyond us like job is saying why 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 and god is like were you there when i laid the foundations of the earth like you know like he's god and it's like at some point we have to lay down our reasoning and i know that that doesn't make sense to a lot of people but if you think about it a friend of mine in high school the very first time i got challenged over the Bible and she was I was telling her that I believed in a literal seven day creation and she was like mm. 
how could you believe that? Blah, blah, blah. And like I let I walked away because one thing she said was, well, don't you think that a loving God would want you to know? And at the time, I didn't have the wherewithal to say, do you honestly think that all knowledge is knowable? Like if you think about the galaxies, there's hundreds and hundreds of galaxies upon galaxies and each one has different planetary shapes and right. stars and its own. We, we haven't even tapped into the, the, I don't know, 10% of what's in space. And you think that you can just acquire it all. Like you think you can just figure it out one day, <laughs> you yeah. know? And so it's like, yeah, we don't get it because we weren't there when God laid the foundations of the earth. And yeah. like, I, I mean, I could probably keep going on this, but I also think it's fair to understand what this type of severe corruption looked like. Like God dealt with a lot of stuff mm -hmm. at this point. He, and he let people get, go by with things. But like for, for an example, um, the Babylonians who God also decided to destroy um, the Canaanites in oh, this. I forgot we're supposed to stay in the verse, but go on. Oh, my bad. That's okay. Go on. But I, this, I like where you're going with this. This is some of the, um, some extra biblical information from like other resources that talk about ancient Babylonian practices. And one of the things that was so crazy was um, they practice a lot of child sacrifice. And they said mm -hmm. that, they said that the drums would be louder and louder at certain points of the day so that parents wouldn't hear the screams of their children being burned to death. Mm -hmm. Like that's some real crazy corruption stuff. Yeah. So like when God looked upon that and gave them chance after chance to repent um, and, and they continually maintain that level of corruption, he decided it's done. I'm yeah. going to take your land from the Canaanites and give them to the people of God. So you could think that way that's that's really drastic, but I think it puts it into perspective when you consider what could have this massive corruption look like for a loving God who's full of mercy to say enough. Right. Yeah. It must have been pretty bad, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good point. All right. You're awesome. I like you a lot. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Next question. What does this say about humans? What does this reveal about uh, humanity? And I always forget the question that I put. What insights does this offer about humans? That's what it is. What insights does this offer about humanity? And um, one thing that I that I think is what that it that it offers in some insight is, you know, this. It starts out, our verses start out. The only Noah was a righteous man. The only blameless person on earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. Mm -hmm. And so there's there's that, and then that sandwiches everything that God wanted. And then at the end, it just says, "So Noah did everything exactly as God commanded him." Mm -hmm. And so there, so there's some there's some hope for us who are striving to be blameless and and righteous and and so if you're not blameless and righteous isn't perfect because no one was perfect but blameless 
blameless and righteous in the sense that like Noah took God seriously. I, I like what um uh what Dr. Evans says is that is that uh how did he, how does he put it? You something like you you act like you act like God's in the room. Something like that. So I can't remember the exact quote, but he mm-hmm. has a he has like a really like sharp quote when it's like talking about blamelessness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. Right. <laughs> but no, no, that makes sense. And I, I like what you said, um, how there it's sandwiched between this thing. You've got Noah's the bl- only blameless one. And then at the end, it's just as simple as that. It says, right. thus Noah did all according uh, to what God had commanded him. And it's funny because, like, you know, in the movie portrayals, Noah's, like, hemming and hawing and what if this happens? What if that happens? You know? Yeah. But in here, we just, like, have he heard and he did. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, you know... I just think that that's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, like, I think the, I mean, it's been a while. I, I kind of want to watch that movie. I wonder where it's on. But if I remember correctly, I think it was like, like God took like a, or my God, Noah from the movie took a Job approach. Like Which Noah? Which, Noah. which movie? Noah. Oh. If it was no one to, liked that movie, babe. I enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. I didn't like it. But but and I can't believe I'm saying this. But but Evan Almighty was the more biblically <laughs> See? Because he didn't question God. He just did it. Yeah. He didn't question Morgan Freeman. He was just like, All right, this is what you want me to do. <laughs> and he started he didn't growing question out the Morgan Freeman. <laughs> and then he started growing out the beard and everything. Oh my gosh. But the but yeah, the movie Noah with Russell Crowe, mm-hmm. he was I, I believe he was like I don't want to do this. Like, yeah. Why are you making me? These and maybe people? there was some internal struggle. We there don't know been. that. Yeah, there could have been. But I think that at the end of the day, he he did what God said. Yeah. And like the insights it gives to me about mankind is that we can like we can hold fast even when the world is corrupt around us. Mm-hmm. And the key to holding fast is obedience. And that's like obedience is kind of my word for 2024. Is it? Mm-hmm. Did I prophetically speak that into your existence? No. <laughs> <laughs> so we did to give you guys some some context to that last statement. We did um, a watch, not a watch night, but a watch late morning. <laughs> yes, it was early afternoon. Um, and so we did at our church. We did. Uh, uh, testimonies and stuff and so people got up and so i got up and shared and and i i talked about obedience and mm-hmm. so um the the quote that i'm reminded of and i'm gonna do this one a lot better okay is that whether whether you obey bravely or in fear obedience is still obedience yeah i like that so so I, so I think it co- it goes on, but God, he's like he's like God don't cares if you're brave or you're fearful. Like if you do what he say asking you to do, like you're 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 still being obedient. Yeah. And so that was like the whole point. But yeah, nice. so that, so obedience is your word for this year. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> I need you to obey me. 
Mm-hmm. We're talking about God. <laughs> um, did we do any? Did we get everything? Did you get your your uh, your humanity? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I got mine, and and also like it's just wild, like how bad you you had to be to, for God to be like, yeah, we're done. Like it's it's so it's it's such a I don't want to sound pretentious, so I'm not gonna use the word. It's such a contrast. I was gonna say juxtapose, but it's <laughs> but say it's, that. But it's such a it's such a contrast between here's Noah, blameless and righteous, right. Mm-hmm. And then you have the whole world absolutely corrupt. Yeah. And and so going even going back a question to how do you see G like how do you see Jesus in this? Like that's that's the Jesus archetype. Like the world is the world is corrupt. Mm-hmm. And so you have a, a blameless single figure that's going to restore restore it. That's good. Yeah. Last question of the night. And that question is. If this scripture is true, what am I doing well? And then if this scripture is true, what do I need to change? Mm. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Obedience. Right. You know, sometimes it's hit or miss for me. Sure. Um, I've been trying to do much better at, like, just obeying and, like, really asking God, like, is this what you want me to do? Like taking it to prayer, the word, um, wise counsel. That's something that Dr. Evans would always say. Like, yeah. you know, the trifecta of um, of confirmation that mm-hmm. this is where God's leading you. Prayer, the word, and wise counsel. And um, so, yeah, obedience, I don't know. It's It can be tough sometimes. And, I mean, I've like... I honestly, I think I failed a little bit today. <laughs> how'd you wait? How'd you feel today? Well, you know, I took a nap and I set my timer for five thirty. Right. And like the timer went off. And I, got, I sent the kids in four times. Yeah, I got up and used the restroom. And as I was going to lay back down, and for for perspective for those of you guys who are listening, and like, why is this a big deal? Like, when it comes to my personal drive persistence slothfulness like i it's a big deal for me to get up and be productive and um and so like i i'm often reminded of that scripture that says like a little turning of the head a little rest you know what is, i don't know exactly what the scripture says but it's like the full only the full turns over in bed essentially something like Wait, that what is it it's like a little rest, a little slumber, some, you'll have to find it, but it's in Proverbs, I think. It is in Proverbs. Oh, did you find it? Hold on. Uh, I'm just reminded of that. Like, so it's the, it's the issue of like turning over in bed, like hitting the snooze button. Like, what is the good of this? You know, like I had things I have to do why get back in bed and i just felt as matthew's looking for the scripture i just felt this little tinge of the holy spirit saying like hey if you get back in bed you're like not gonna get back up and i'm like wait a minute like is that <laughs> so you tell me i'm gonna like be ghosted 
But like, I think it was just, yeah, I was just like, well, I just think the Holy Spirit was prompting me like, Kristen, you have plans. You set your timer. You've said that you wanted help with, you know, diligence and commitment. Get up and do what you need to do. And I just kind of felt this little like, don't get back in bed. And I went ahead and did it. And then I stayed in bed for an extra hour and 15 minutes and during that time matthew sent the kids back to me like four times a little extra sleep a little more slumber a little folding of the hands to rest then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit Scarcity yes. will attack you like a... that scripture haunts me <laughs> what is it against read what's the verse in 20 uh proverbs 24 33 through 33 and 40, 34, yeah, Proverbs yeah. 24. I mean, it's about diligence and hard work and planning and follow through and like a little rest, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands, and poverty will pounce on you. <laughs> Man. That scripture haunts me. <laughs> and so, anyway, I just. Felt- I don't think I have a verse that haunts me like that. I was not obedient, except, essentially. Except the ones that say you're, you're going to hell, boo. <laughs> but I think I got that covered in the blood of Jesus. So it's the other stuff that <laughs> I'm like, I need to work on. Right. But anyway, all that being said, like that's a small detail of just the Lord helping me work out my character flaws of not being diligent in things, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. But the fact is I did get bit back in the bed and I stayed there for another hour and 15 minutes. <sighs> <laughs> little scarcity little meh it'll be all right yeah it's this news button mentality but anyway i you i can laugh about it but the honest truth of it is if my intention is to be more obedient to god even in the small things then i have to take that seriously because mm-hmm. like the scripture says that you know he was faithful and the small things can be trusted with even bigger right yeah absolutely yeah and that was a that was a conversation i had with um a little bit ago with my my guy keith where we were talking about that be you know can you be consistent can you be stop it mom uh (laughs) don't you know we're streaming uh can you be consistent in the small things and then Mm -hmm. you can take over large things i think i think oftentimes people want to go for the big stuff yeah but not take on like one of those small things yeah because big means you know leadership and and your head honcho and you get more money well yeah if you can't take over the small stuff but yeah but no um but yeah my uh, do you have anything else for that no that's it what are you what are you doing good on um i think maybe just that i'm trying i'm aware and i'm like attempting to incline my ear unto the lord more Mm -hmm. yeah and i think um i think another side to it too of what you're saying there's there's another side of slothfulness and and maybe maybe i I always have like ideas for like books Mm -hmm. and, and stuff in the back of my head maybe i'll write this book one day a little rest a little slumber a little folding of the hands babe but the i think there's a i think there's a opposite or i'm jabbing at you i know i think there's an opposite or another (laughs) another side to slothfulness because it's what i do okay where it's 
it's uh, almost analysis paralysis uh-huh. where where you learn, you learn, you learn, you learn, but then you never do anything. Yeah, yeah. And so you're you're getting all this knowledge and getting all this wisdom, and it's just going wasted. Yeah. That's so my point. word of the year is, is consistent Finishing? or show or, or show up. One of the two. I can't remember what it is. I think okay. it's con- I think it's consistent. I wrote it down. I can't remember. But the whole idea around, you know, show up and, and do this thing. Like, you can prep and you can learn and you can look like it and you can share information with people. Mm-hmm. But if you're not doing it yourself, I mean, there's, there's no difference between you and I. Yeah, that's true. I think it's interesting, like, as far as lawfulness, I wrote a, bo- a podcast. I mean, I wrote a blog, but you could post it later, babe. And it's called My Sin Is It Not Sexy. Oh, that one. I like that word. I like yeah, that. Yeah, because I was saying, like, slothfulness is something I've struggled with. Only, and one of the reasons is because I lack discipline. And I just happen, and I'm not boasting, but I just so happen to be good at a lot of things. And people may think that it's... All I had to do was Google, my sin is not sexy. First thing that came up. Really? So you got... I'm on Google? You got great SEO, Verify, baby. baby. You got a great SEO. Verify. Is this, is this you? It better be. Uh, oh, yeah, by Kristen Jacobs. There you That's go. That's what's up. But anyway... There you go. Um, so what I was we'll saying... here in the chat. What I was saying was, is that... Um, Maybe. Like sending. the whole slothfulness thing, like you don't you don't go to a women's conference and they have an altar call about being a lazy schlub. You know? <laughs> like you get people up there that talk about freedom from addiction and pornography and yeah, yeah, yeah. all these other things. But you don't get like the celebrate recovery for being a shlomo, you know. <laughs> Are you taking a picture of me? I am. Don't do that. I'm saying it to Mom Sue because she called. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. So I was thinking about that because there's a couple of different types of laziness. Like you were, I was yeah. saying putting things off, and then you mentioned analysis paralysis, learning, 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 and not doing. And then there's the stopping and stopping and starting, like the not mm. not finishing, not following through. Do you consider that a different me, thing? I don't know. I'd I'd rather stop and start. Than not start at all? Yeah. I think that it can be detri- detrimental, though. Let, like, me, let me start and stop. Because start and stopping, you're still progressing. What if you never finish, though? What if you never get back to it? Is it always about finishing, though? I don't. I mean, that's something we can talk about. I think that's a... Well, it is. That could be a bo- we'll do a bonus episode. Yeah. We'll do that one later. I think it is if God said finish that thing, you know, if you never finish yeah, it. True. Because, like, you know, I'm reminded of, I think it was Jesus was talking about that a foolish man begins to a building project without all of the finances in place. Well, and, he didn't get a chance to start the next one. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? I said he didn't get a chance to start the next one. Oh my gosh, babe! But yeah, so anyway, no, 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 you're right. You're right, though. That is something to think about. Yeah, that's so. it. Yeah, you should get it. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, what am I? What am I doing well? According to this passage, nothing. 
Just straight up nothing. Nothing I can think of off the top of my head, but have you been obedient with anything? Yeah. Maybe. I did I did learn something though. Okay. Which going back to my learning thing. So we're reading so I'm reading um slash listening to uh which by the way, if you set reading goals for twenty twenty four, listening to audiobooks, it counts. It it counts, it counts, it counts. I don't so if you listen to audiobooks, you can go ahead and say you read X number of books this year. We're we're taking that energy into twenty twenty four. But anyways, so I've been listening to this book called Relational Intelligence by Darius Daniels. It's in it's an easy book, but it's 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 heavy. Like mm-hmm. it's it's heavy. And so like when I came home the other night from our leadership thing, and you're like, What's wrong? And I was like, Tonight was rough. Like it was like this is this is part of like this book, like uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, inspired the mm-hmm. lesson, mm-hmm. but anyways. Um, but in the second chapter, it said that um, you you must criticize. And I'm paraphrasing. You must criticize people you you love and care about because the the criticisms are make make them make them better Mm -hmm. like if like if and i'm not talking about criticizing like in a negative sense like like just your typical basic criticisms Mm -hmm. like like if i never criticized you about about you you would never like get better yourself like if i like if i didn't say i don't know like like hey you should you know when you when you do a squat, babe, you should put your knees out more or something. I don't know, just make something up, right? Like you never, you never perfect what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So you just think you're fine. So so those criticisms are are necessary. And so for me, one thing I hate criticizing people, <laughs> <laughs> but not in like like criticize it like i i hate having those hard conversations uh-huh. where someone actually really needs the crit- that's what i mean okay yeah so like like i like i struggle i really do i i internally like I, I internalize it and i stress over it honest truth man all right i believe you you're just looking at me like i don't well we we have a different relationship so right yeah we'll criticize you all day long <laughs> <laughs> but no but like um but yeah, just just having those hard conversations are, are important for relationships. I don't even know where I was going with that, but that was just something I learned recently. So cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think we're done. Yes, sir. Cool, cool, cool. You want to do our bonus episode? Not right now, but in a little bit. Since we're already set up. No, I gotta work. Oh, I gotta okay. be obedient. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And diligent. That's true. Don't want to uh, make you. Not obedient, but okay. hey, uh, I'm Matt and Kristen with so Cincy. Thanks for tuning into the stream. Um, we'll be back on Friday, right? Maybe that's a yes, she'll be <laughs> obedient. Uh, but check us out on TikTok and Instagram. I'm doing a lot more posting over there, so we're having fun with it. We've got a couple videos up there that 
And then we have uh, a YouTube video up last week on last Thursday or Friday or no, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We did a How to Read the Bible in 2024. So it's here on YouTube. So go check that out. It's about five minutes and a new video will be up tomorrow. Love you all. Have a great weekend. No, have a great week and we'll see you on Friday. Oh, the verse for Friday. Friday's verse, Friday's verse, Friday's verse is going to be. Let's pull this up real quick. We did Genesis 6, 9 through 22. We are doing Genesis 7, 1 through 24. So that's Friday's verse. So Genesis 7, verses 1 through 24. We will see you on Friday. Love you. Have a great one. Bye. Bye.